I want to thank you all again for attending our All Together service, a special moment in the, first, in the life of First United Methodist Church of, of Marion as we kick off uh, our Build campaign. As you undoubtedly know, our aim with this essential effort is to raise the funds needed uh, to build our new Worship and Welcome Center, which we believe is essential in our quest to grow in this community to be the best possible church that we can for God and for you and to meet those challenges and, and concerns that I raised just a moment ago. Uh, about a year ago, actually, um, the building committee, uh, working with the finance committee, entered into a relationship with Walsh & Associates, which is a, a consulting firm out of Burnsville, Minnesota. They have assigned to us, and we've had the great pleasure to be working with over the fat, past few months, uh, a guy by the name of Scott Schultz. Scott's right over here. Scott, would you stand up? We want to see you. Scott's our consultant. Let's give him a hand. We're glad to have him. He has really done a lot of guiding. Now, to give you more specific uh, information about this important effort, the Build Campaign, as well as some ideas of how you can help, our campaign office, with the help of our communications chairs, Dana and Lori Mortensen, have prepared a, a DVD presentation that I hope will leave you both better informed and hopefully inspired uh, too. So let's take a look at this. Marion First United Methodist Church is a vibrant community that dates back to 1840. For over 173 years, our church has been ministering to the needs of our community. And while facilities and faces have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. Our commitment to Christ, to one another, and to the betterment of our community. Our church today is an active community comprised of over 755 households. Led by dedicated pastors and a strong core of lay leaders and volunteers, there is an increasing number of ways that people of all ages can participate in the spiritual, educational, social, and service ministries of our church. Yet despite our strong heritage of activity and accomplishment, some significant challenges still remain. Marion First United Methodist Church has always taken the concept of community seriously. Our belief in God urges us to support the community, seek to help the disenfranchised in our community, and be a beacon of hope and body in Christ that brings the joy of living into the community. The vision to build a Christian community looms large, very large, and befits our congregation. We have always had big dreams, hopes, and intentions for our faith community. And we began to take the first steps in realizing these dreams by raising enough funds to purchase land for a new church so we can continue to expand our ministries here at Marion First United Methodist Church. But it is now time to take that next big step. Our needs are great, but our dreams to spread God's word and love is even greater. In order to do this most efficiently and effectively, we must address some pressing needs. Our facilities are old and are no longer adequate to meet the needs of a 21st century church. Part of our facilities were constructed in the 1890s, still another part in the 1960s, with the last part being constructed in the 1990s. This has not only resulted in inefficiencies within our facilities, but the layout makes it difficult to move around from one area to another. 
With such old and antiquated facilities, it is hard to attract new members. Over the last 40 years, the unchurched population in Marion has grown exponentially, and yet our membership has shown no corresponding increase. Membership totals in 1968 were approximately 2,000 souls when Marion's population was around 18,000. Today, our membership total is still approximately 2,000 souls, but our city's population is now 36,000. We have seen our city's demographics change significantly over the last 40 years, from rural agricultural dominance with the strong presence of the railroad to more of a suburban sprawl with science and technology as our main local industry. Four new schools have also been built in our community over the last 10 years, with another currently being planned. The growth in population is to the north, and churches that are growing are building facilities in that area. We are a relatively young congregation with vibrant and versatile ministries, but we need to locate and minister to where the population is. We also need to create a more welcoming environment that not only attracts people into our church, but also makes access and mobility within the church easy for everyone. It should encourage people to gather and greet one another more easily before and after services and other special and sacred celebrations held in our church. Currently, we do not have any gathering space or narthex, which makes it practically impossible to meet and greet people before and after services, an important community-building activity needed in all churches. In fact, we actually request that members and visitors leave the area as quickly as possible after services to accommodate the next group coming in for worship. This does not make our church very welcoming to the unchurched and new visitors. Space is also an issue. We are at full capacity in most of our facilities. The aisles in our sanctuary are also very narrow, making it very difficult for pallbearers to navigate the narrow aisle when carrying the casket from the back of the church to the front. Lack of adequate space also makes it difficult for our youth to invite friends to events and education programs here at our church. Our current fellowship hall is also very small, and because it is located in the basement of the church, it is difficult for our physically challenged members to be a part of any gathering that meets there. Additionally, it smells and looks like a basement. Because of its size and location, we cannot come together as one body for meals after services or hold large wedding or funeral receptions without difficulties. Lastly, we have not hosted a graduation reception at our church for at least the last 10 years, while other churches in our community have hosted several graduation parties. Parking is also a serious issue that we have to contend with all the time at our church. Because we have a downtown location, our parking is very limited. In fact, we are losing prospective members just because they cannot find a place to park. Our members and visitors, many with physical limitations, are made to walk the full length of a football field from their car to the sanctuary. Moreover, we would be in serious trouble if one of the local businesses would decide not to allow us to graciously use their parking lot on Sundays. So the first phase of our master plan calls for constructing a 19,810-square-foot facility on the 29 acres on the corner of Highway 13 and 35th Street. 
This facility will house a multi-use worship and welcome center and will include a large multi-use space that will serve as a temporary worship space, which will eventually be transformed into our multi-purpose center once our permanent sanctuary is built. The total cost for Phase 1 is in the $9 million range. Our objective is to tentatively break ground in the spring of 2017 and hold our first service in our new worship space during Advent 2018. This space will be dedicated to worship and will have temporary seating so the space can be used as a multi-purpose room too. This area will eventually be converted into a permanent multi-purpose center after the completion of our sanctuary during subsequent phases of our master plan. Our new temporary worship space will comfortably seat 600 people, and we will be able to accommodate all services, including services during Christmas and Easter, and special events like confirmation, weddings, and funerals. This increased space will allow us to be inviting and to act on our calling, to reach out to the unchurched in our community. A full commercial-grade kitchen will be included in our welcome center. Our kitchen will be equipped to handle large group gatherings, including wedding and funeral receptions. We will have even more space to continue serving the community through food pantry and feeding lunches to youth, or FLY, programs. We will be much more welcoming to all by having Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, compliant restrooms with stalls large enough to handle wheelchairs. Several rooms will surround the multi-purpose room, which will give us ample space for storage. Our parking situation will be dramatically improved. The first phase plan also calls for constructing a parking lot to the north of our new worship and welcome center, which will accommodate 261 new parking spaces. And with Plan 1B, we will have 651 additional parking spaces. So getting into and out of church will be easier and much more inviting for everyone. We will also have ample handicapped parking available. At least a dozen handicapped stalls will be included and located close to each entrance. Our existing facilities will remain unchanged during the construction phase. Our intention is to maintain our current facilities because it is the Lord's house and may become real estate as our new facilities grow. Unfortunately, due to the age and the logistics of all our different buildings, our facilities will not be a great asset when it comes time to sell them. But we view our current facilities as a blessing and plan to use them to their full capacity in the interim for ministry, administration, and meeting space while our new facilities are being constructed. To complete the building project in its entirety and fulfill our dreams, our master plan calls for multiple phases that would add to our church campus and provide many new exciting opportunities for our members and visitors. We plan to construct a 12,000-square-foot welcome center that would include a large narthex gathering space, coat room, large restrooms with multiple ADA-compliant stalls and sinks, a reception area, a canopied entrance, and drop-off area. Parking would also be increased. A new parking lot south of our facilities would have 605 additional parking spaces with ample amount of handicap stalls located close to the entrance. Our plans also include constructing a new and larger sanctuary with capacity for 1,200 people on the main level and an additional 800 on the balcony 
that can be added for expansion. We also plan to convert the former worship space into a multi-purpose welcome center, complete with a gymnasium. A new wing for a caring corner daycare facility and children's education will be created. Additionally, music, arts, junior and senior high youth would have dedicated areas. And lastly, a new administration, chapel and adult education center would be constructed. To address our needs and plans, we are initiating an intensive fundraising effort titled The Build Campaign. Our aim with this important effort is to raise the funds required to build our new worship and welcome center. The total cost of Phase 1B is $13 million, and Plan 1A will be close to $9 million. In addition to the $600,000 already received from the previous campaign, and the remaining $3 million with the help of financing in the form of a low-interest loan, we have established two goals. Our minimum goal is $3,500,000, which will enable us to plan on Phase 1A and break ground in the spring of 2017. A groundbreaking goal of $5,400,000 has also been set, which, if met, will enable us to start construction as soon as spring 2017 and allow us to pursue Phase 1B. All members are asked to consider gifts above and beyond what they give in their regular offerings and other contributions. And there is a variety of ways that gifts can be made. Long-term subscriptions, or pledges payable over three years, are easier for most and essential to meeting our goal, since it would be impractical, if not impossible, to reach our objectives with one-time out-of-pocket gifts. Gifts may be made in monthly, quarterly, semi-annual, or annual installments at the donor's discretion. A 10% initial investment toward your total pledge is requested. Non-cash gifts are an additional or alternative way you can support our cause. You may, for example, wish to consider gifts in kind, such as labor and materials, gifts of securities, such as stocks and bonds, gifts of real estate or even personal property, such as artwork, automobiles, jewelry, and antiques. And finally, you can also choose to support our efforts through deferred gifts. These are gifts that can be given or arranged for now, but will not be received until later, and include gifts through a person's will by bequest, gifts of life insurance policies or annuities, and gifts in trust. There are also a number of very special gift opportunities available to donors of qualifying gift amounts. These opportunities allow people the unique chance to designate their gifts to a particular part of the project and dedicate them in honor or memory of those they choose. All donors, regardless of the size of their gift, will have their names listed in a special bulletin insert announcing campaign results, as well as on a special donor wall or donor book that will be displayed in a prominent and visible place within our facilities. But whatever the gift or method of making it may be, please be assured that your support is both urgently needed and will be greatly appreciated. Through the prayerful volunteer and financial support of many and the extraordinary support of a few, we will succeed in our task. Won't you please join us in this exciting and essential effort to better our service to one another, to our community, and to Christ. And we'll close our eyes and be transformed.
minutes to get the lights back on. So we'll be, we'll be getting close to done by then. But um, if you didn't catch every detail on the video and you want to see it again or want to watch it over and over again, it can be found even now uh, on our church website. It's right on the front page. Go to MarianMethodist.org. Um, or if you don't have a computer and want to see a DVD, uh, pop by the office and, and either our campaign office or Chris has one there. Um, you know, just to give you an idea, you saw the picture of that Worship and Welcome Center, and right in the middle of it had a gym floor. And on both sides of it, there was uh, about a quarter of a gym floor more, and then the stage. So roughly you can see about the size of, of what that building is that we're pursuing. Um, the narthex, of course, would be a, a separate building if we go with phase uh, 1B. Um, I, I saw earlier today just one announcement I wanted to make. I saw Tom Amison. Where'd you go, Tom? Probably sitting way up in the back somewhere. Stand up, Tom. I don't see it somewhere. There's Tom. He's the president of Rinderneck Builder, our partner who's going to build our building. So, Tom, glad to have you here uh, with us at worship. Now, as we go on, have any of you heard the sayings that good things just, just don't happen? Good people make them happen? Well, that's true. And it's my experience as a leader in the church. And we have some, uh, we're truly fortunate to have some exceptionally good people lead our campaign. Um, Larry and Joni Witzel and Chuck and Sherry Alexander have agreed to serve as our campaign's overall chair. So at this time, I'd ask you to welcome uh, them, and I introduce to you the chairpersons of the Build campaign effort, uh, Larry and Joni Witzel, Chuck and Sherry Alexander. Sherry, and we're honored to uh, have the opportunity to serve as one of the co-chair couples uh, for this essential campaign that we're embarking on that it's going to benefit all the members of our church. One of the key components to our past and future success has undoubtedly been and will continue to be God's guidance and grace. So one of the first things that I'd like to ask all of you to do or to continue to do throughout our campaign is to please pray regularly for this effort's success. Because we simply can't expect to attain or sustain anything of significance without God's assistance. Toward that end, everyone should have already received a special prayer card with an inspiring campaign prayer that was prepared for us by Tom and Joan Padley, our prayer committee chairs. If you haven't received one yet, you can pick one up at the prayer table out in the lobby uh, on your way out. And a copy of the campaign prayer is also available in the, today's program. Uh, which is included in with the brochure that you should have received when you came in. We also have a special 18-hour prayer vigil for our campaign plan that everyone is encouraged to sign up for and participate in. This special prayer vigil will start on Saturday, February 8th, beginning at 1 o'clock, and will lead up to and end at the start of our first scheduled service, 7.45 a.m. on Commitment Weekend, the culminating point of our campaign effort where we will see everyone who is not done so already to please consider making their gift commitments then. So if you'd like to help with the prayer vigil and can devote at least a half an hour of your time to pray for our effort success at this most critical time, we'd love to have you and would like to hear from you. You can sign up to help with the prayer vigil at the prayer table uh, out in the lobby. 
I'd also like to take the opportunity to recognize some of the people that have already become involved in our campaign as volunteers. So if you would, uh, when I call your name, please stand and remain standing until I have named everyone. I'd also, like, I'd also ask that everyone else uh, hold off your uh, rightful applause for this dedicated group until I've had a chance to name them all. To start with, uh, serving on our campaign cabinet are Pastor Mike, Tom and Joan Padley, Mike and Diana Anderson, Greg and Becky Tallman, Dana and Lori Mortensen, Chris Donahue, Larry and Joni and Sherry and myself. Next, serving on our advanced gift teams, who will be visiting with many of you over the next few weeks and asking you to prayerfully consider your campaign commitment, are Linda Hennigy, Walker and Linda Kelly, Cynthia McFarland, Tim and Kim Michaels, Mark and Cheryl Morgan, Melissa Walker, Alan Diane Beach, <clears throat> Don Blair, Ron and Peg Boss, Jim Dwyer and Connie Miller, Walt and Jean Hamill, Mark and Cheryl Kloppenstein, Kurt and Deb Liscom, Kay McGuire, Rhonda Moody, Mona Morgan, Jean and Lois Novak, Mary Lee Parks, Jim and Charlotte Somerville, Alan and Beth Tribble, and Janice Volk. I would also like to recognize our campaign assistant, Kate Deshawn, who's responsible for all of our internal coordination and communication and is doing a great job. Now, if you would, please recognize uh, the beginning of this team. Now, for all of you that, that weren't standing up, I'd also like to extend a special invitation to each and every one of you to join our volunteer ranks today. Because to assure our effort's success, we need a lot of volunteers who will agree to lend a hand and assist. So please stop by the volunteer sign-up table out in the lobby on your way out before you leave today to inquire about volunteering or simply say you'll happily help. In so doing, you'll have the chance to work with and meet many wonderful members to build and renew, build new and renew many meaningful and lasting relationships and to make our church community significantly better in a variety of ways. In short, it promises to be a good time without taking a lot of time. In an effort that will be richly rewarding in many ways and is much easier than most might initially think. So again, please stop by the volunteer sign-up table before you leave and say that you'll happily help and lend a hand to our campaign because many hands make for light and more enjoyable work for everyone involved. Thank you and God bless you. Hello again. My name is Larry Witzel, this is my wife Joni, and we're also pleased as well as very, very honored to be a part of this important effort for the future of Marion Methodist Church. In addition to needing your prayers and volunteer assistance, as Chuck and Sherry so aptly said, we also need your financial support. The DVD presentation just did a great job of outlining our campaign goals, the gift options, and opportunities available to everyone, as well as the levels of support we need to succeed. But to learn more about the various and beneficial ways that gifts can be made to our church and campaign, I'd like to extend a special invitation to all of you to attend our scheduled Creative Gifts Seminar on Monday, December 9th at 7 p.m. in the lower level of the Carnegie Center. It's tomorrow night, 
7 p.m., lower level of the Carnegie Center. This enlightening session will explore and explain in detail the various and very beneficial ways the gifts can be structured and made to our campaign. Topics include the methods and benefits of giving cash, securities, personal property, real estate, life insurance policies, and retirement savings to our church and campaign. We'll also discuss how to minimize or avoid taxes and generate income through our gifts. Various types of trust arrangements and life income plans will also be explored and explained. There's going to be a panel of experts led by our Creative Gifts Chair, Chris Donahue. They'll be on hand to answer any and all questions people may have. In short, it promises to be an informative session you definitely don't want to miss because it may give you some great ideas about how to make better and even more beneficial gifts. So please plan to attend this special Creative Giving Seminar if you can. Stop by the Creative Seminar sign-up table. It's out in the lunchroom before you leave to register for tomorrow's event. Food and refreshments will be served. There will be various handout materials distributed then as well. We also want to invite all of you to take a closer look at the poster boards that we have displayed in the lunchroom. One of these posters lists various gift opportunities similar to what you heard about on the DVD that currently exist. These give members the unique chance to pick an item or an area of interest from the list, and with a qualifying, qualifying contribution, you may gift these items or areas in honor or memory of those you choose. In essence, it gives you a chance to make two gifts, one to the campaign and church, and another to the person or persons you wish to honor with those gifts. When you're looking at the poster boards, too, check out the chart or pyramid of gifts needed for success. As you'll see on the board and in your brochures, we need both a substantial number of givers and a few fairly substantial gifts to meet our needs and realize our dreams. And while all gifts are welcome and all are very much appreciated, we're asking and challenging everyone to stretch a bit and to prayerfully consider giving the most sacrificially generous gifts that you possibly can. We're in need of, and we're looking for, a few angel-like gifts, or gifts in the range of 1% to 10% or more of our goal, which are absolutely essential if we hope to reach our goals and realize our potential. These types of gifts are truly inspirational and will help to elevate the sights and standards of giving for everyone. They'll also all but assure us of achieving the rather lofty goals we currently have. So if you're able, be an angel. Regardless, prayerfully consider making the most sacrificially generous gift you can. Your gifts, all of our gifts, are ones for which we'll be richly rewarded and blessed with a new worship and welcome center, with prayers answered, and with amazing amounts of earthly and heavenly rewards. In summary, we ask, in fact, we implore everyone to please just do your very best when considering your personal gift commitment. That way we'll be able to do and be our very best as a church for our faith and local community, for God, and for each and every one of us individually. Thank you. Larry, Joni, Chuck, and Sherry, they have been doing hard work for a number of months now, and, and so that's uh, very exciting, and our team is alongside with them. Now, obviously, when we build what we're looking to build, youth and children are very much in the forefront of our thinking. 
They're right there in front of us as we look towards this effort. Uh, they've been receiving information about the campaign, and we've asked them to play an important role in the last couple minutes of this kickoff, which we've come to right now. So I want all the youth and children to come down right over here, and we're going to hear your march and cheer. I want my confirmation students. I want everybody. Come on, children. Don't be afraid. We're going to do something loud and proud. So while they're coming down, uh, while the children are getting organized, I, I want to thank uh, Greg and Becky Tallman, who are the Youth and Children Gifts Chair for our campaign for directing and organizing what you're about to see. And it's going to be awesome and fun and hilarious. Um, and they've also been putting together the materials that the teachers have been using. Now one thing I want to say that you might not know, I know I'm traveling music, but this is kind of cool. As the children are getting together here, if you're a traditionalist, and you've been going to Marion Methodist for a long time, you know that normally the second Sunday of December is when we have our children's program at the church. Obviously that's not the case this year. We're trying something powerfully exciting in our children's ministry this year. Rather than having our annual Christmas programs, and mark your calendars now, we're going to have our children's program as the kickoff to fund Philanthropic February on Sunday, February the 2nd, in our sanctuary. So watch for more information regarding the start to our wonderful, fun, philanthropic February. Another thing that I'd encourage you, while the children are still getting ready, is to go out to the prayer square. Not only to pray, but to see it. Some of our great members, uh, the Winchips and the uh, Larsons, have put together a manger scene and go after dark, because the manger glows. It's very cool. So I think we're about ready. We're getting uh, ready over here. I just want to make uh, one last announcement while we're, while we're setting up here, is following worship, which is going to be about less than five minutes from now, right now, um, if, if you're, uh, well, if you're in my confirmation class, you don't have any choice, but the rest of you, we'd love to have you help uh, tear down the chairs, which we'll do about two minutes after the service, right? So if you can just kind of gather one thing. All right, Greg, Becky, the team, are we ready? Everybody else, find your cheer in your bulletin. It's got to be loud. It's got to be proud. We are ready, leaders. Uh, this special uh, event. 
for your current and continued prayers for our effort success, for agreeing to lend a hand and helping us campaign volunteers, and for doing your part and your best in considering financial gift commitments. I mentioned earlier that good things don't just happen, but that good people working together make them happen. And we're truly fortunate to have many good people here today and within our membership mess that now that I know will help us assure our campaigns and as a result our church's overwhelming success. So now, I know we've let Mark go back to his seat, but I want you to put your hands on your on your laps because I need a drum roll because we're going to show you the, the initial gauge. We've received 41 pledges to the campaign so far and Kate... Yes, a campaign total. Let's give ourselves a hand. So far, so far with 41 pledges, we have pledged $1.15 million to this campaign. So we're well on the way uh, to this. And we're going to be charting our progress. Yeah. charting our progress on, on this device for a little while, and then you're going to see the big build device, which is similar to the Believe device we had in the main hallway, the campaign puzzle that uh, Doug and Sharon Emerson made with, alongside with their friends. Now, immediately following our last prayer, I'd like to ask all the volunteers that stood up a few moments ago to gather uh, right here around the podium for a brief, uh, quick after meeting. Those of you that are volunteering to um, help move chairs, probably just go down to that end. And so let's conclude, if you find in your bulletin, there is a build campaign prayer. Let's say it together. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts filled with love and gratitude, acknowledging that all we have and all that we are is a gift from you. As we seek to move forward in our mission, to create disciples of Jesus Christ, we ask your blessing on all who are participating in the Build campaign. May each of us come to understand the part of our contribution we'll play as we create new facilities and reach out to our community. We know that you call us to be generous and that your generosity is always greater than our own. Help us to be bold in our vision for the future being assured that if we follow your will, you will bless our efforts to reach the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Make sure in your holidays you pass by the prayer square and pray for your church. God bless you. See you this afternoon at the Bell Concert. Go in peace. Yay. What a great day.